0: There, I'm so excited for you to hear this conversation I had with my friend Angela Bullo. She is a certified personal trainer and nutrition coach. She is also certified in spinning, TRX, functional training, and is a Lululemon Legacy Ambassador. I love Angela. We talked all about making fitness fun with your family. How do you make time for exercise? Like, what if you just feel like you have no time and it's not fun? I know we both hear that from our clients a lot, that it's just not fun to work out. So she talks about what to do if you feel like working out isn't fun. And then how to talk about your body with body and food with your kids, even if you have boys. I think normally it's promoted a lot if you have girls to talk to be careful about how you talk about it. And she brings her perspective on if you have boys how that's important. Also, it's a great episode. And I'm so excited for you to hear it and check out in the show notes where you can uh, follow and get to know Angela more. Hello, welcome to Motherhood Makeover. I'm so excited to have you on Angela. Can you start by just telling us how you got into nutrition and fitness?
1: Definitely. Well, first of all, Kristen, thank you so much for having me on today. I'm so excited to of talk course. to you um, and hopefully give the moms out there just some, you know, more practical tips that they can use in their everyday lives. But yes, my name is Angela Beaulieu and I am a personal trainer and nutrition coach. And I got into this industry about 10 years ago. I'd always loved taking spin class. And so when we moved from Connecticut to Knoxville, I saw it as a perfect opportunity to get certified, started teaching classes. And then when my son Grayson was born, I was not loving my job at the time at all and thought, can I make this passion more of my life? Can I actually do this and make money doing it? And behind that also um, a little bit about me was in my pretty much from 16 into my late 20s was dealing with disordered eating and body dysmorphia. So underneath this love of fitness was also this belief that we don't need to be working out to make our bodies smaller. It is so much more than that and to help share my story with other women so that they wouldn't feel alone because I felt so alone during my journey in that and I just never wanted anyone else to feel that way. And so that is kind of in a quick synopsis, how I got to this point and yeah. Awesome. Well, I'm so glad you're here
0: and kind of, I think that's a good way to segue right into like why working out should not be about weight loss and how to actually make it fun. Like a lot of women say that they just don't enjoy it. So how can they find ways to enjoy it?
1: Yes, definitely. So, and if you hear a little bit of noise, we have some construction going on in our house. So hopefully it's not picking up. But if you hear something, just FYI for anybody listening. Um, yes, so weight loss. I find, and myself included, it was like, I just want to lose these five pounds. We go into our workouts, into how we're eating with this goal of I need to lose X amount of pounds. And it's not like it's a bad thing to have weight loss as a goal because sometimes, yeah, we would actually be healthier if we lost weight. But I don't think it should be the overarching focus um, because it can it can take a while for it to happen. There's definitely patience and it's a process. But finding other reasons to be our why, because really when I start asking my clients, okay, well, why do you want to lose these five pounds? What would life look like if you weighed less? There's so many dreams and goals with that. And it, it's like, well, these things could be happening right now. You don't need to lose the five, the 10, the 15 pounds, but we do need to shift our, our minds with it and be like, okay, so what I actually want is to have more energy. And I want to feel more confident so that I could go speak in front of my coworkers and not be worried about how my blouse is laying on me that day type of a thing. So finding other goals to focus on, and then we see so much more progress also as we're going, and it doesn't feel as defeatist. Um, So hopefully that answered a little bit of that question.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I'll add Um, for me that I, what motivates me to work out is it's for my mental health. Like, I know if I don't work out, I just, I feel worse. Like the longer I go without moving my body.
1: Definitely. Yeah. And that kind of leads into the second part of your question that you asked, like so many women and people in general, it's like working out feels like a chore, something that we have to do. Um, And so how do we start making it fun? How do we start seeing it? as something that is benefiting us. And we actually enjoy because I hear it. Like, I hate working out. I hate spin. I hate this. Um, I have to go to the gym today. And I said this to a client the other day, I was like, you don't have to go to the gym. You get to go to the gym and it's one word, but that one word can change our whole perspective on it. It flips it. It is. Yeah. I get to do this even in class, I'll say like, this is the work we're choosing to do. Like we have our jobs that we, you know, we have to go to, to put food on the table or pay our bills, but like, this is the work that you're choosing to do. And part of that is explore, right? We've got to explore and we've got to find what movement actually makes us want to move for someone it may be a zumba class for somebody else it may be getting out in the yards with their kids and and playing right playing tag playing soccer it could be having dance parties right we think that exercise has to look like going to the gym for 60 minutes a day lifting weights being on the treadmill or the stairmaster and we like in our minds, we make it this like horrible activity, right? We might've had a PE teacher that like, or a coach that was like harder, better, faster, stronger. And it doesn't need to be that way. You know, even just going on a 30 minute walk every day could be amazing. It could have amazing benefits, not only for your body, but for your mind. So exploring what moves you, like if you hate Running on the treadmill, then don't do it. But let's like try tai chi, try try a spin class, try these things that you think you're not gonna like, um, and you may just surprise yourself.
0: I'll add, I just finally caved and bought a mini trampoline.
1: Oh yes,
0: that has been so much fun for me because it like brings me back to like that childhood of jumping on a trampoline, and it actually is like a low impact workout. And it's been like a new fun way for me to move my body.
1: Yes. And on that also, I got roller skates and like, that's an (laughs) awesome way. So even like challenging our inner kids, like we have kids, right? We see them playing, going back to things that were play like hula hoops, like trampolines, like roller skates, right? Like jump ropes, jump ropes might be a little hard on the knees, but right. Swimming, swimming used to be like, you couldn't get me out of the ocean or the pool, you know? So even thinking like, what did I enjoy as a kid? What do my kids enjoy? Um, And kind of putting ourselves in that kid mindset. So turning it into a type of play for us instead of this like chore that we just have to cross off our list for the day, you know?
0: And from that, like, how do you is there a way to involve your whole family so you can make it fun so the whole family can do some sort of fitness together?
1: I totally think so. Um, so my son is seven. Um, but even from when he was like a baby baby, I stayed home with him in the beginning. And then, you know, because I started this fitness centered career, I was home with him and, you know, it is laying on the floor with them and using them to do, like presses. Right. So like, even when they're little babies, we can kind of use them as our weights. Right. We obviously have to be careful. Um, but once they start getting older, I mean, it is really cool because not only do you get to teach them how to do these amazing things, like ride a bicycle, which if you're a kid, your bike is like freedom. Right. And then you can, you can start doing family bike rides. Um, and even when they're little or, um, you know, having them in the bob stroller, or the things that connect to the bikes. Um, and now uh we started during COVID because you know, we're all cooped up in our house when we were in quarantine and everything. Um, we were doing three walks a day, all three of us. We'd get outside in the morning, in the afternoon, and after dinner. And we found that we loved it so much. Not only was it a time not that we needed more connection at that time, but it is a time to connect. Now we're just doing the after dinner walks since everyone's back at work and school, but it's a time to, you know, how was your day? Tell us about this. My son likes to do trivia quizzes on our walks. So, um, but, you know, I think for kids, it is turning it more into play for them. Um, And it is instead of you know, being inside all the time, getting outside, what can you do outside? Is there a park you can go to? Can you make it a game, right? Cause games are fun and kids just want to have fun. So any way that we can bring that element in that for them, and then it's our attitude. If we're excited about it, they're going to be excited about it. Um, so even if, You know, you've noticed everybody, maybe it's a movie day. You know, we all have our tired weekends where we do need that veg time, but maybe it is like a little one minute fitness challenge, right? How many jumping jacks can you do in 60 seconds? So it doesn't even feel like it has to be, oh, well, if we go to the park, that's going to be like an hour and a half. Like it can be a little minute here, five minutes there. It doesn't have to be a big, long activity either. Yeah, I
0: love that. And I was even thinking too, because we started doing family hikes for most yeah. kids this summer that even though our boys weren't hiking, cause we were carrying them, they're used to being on the hike. So once they're ready to hike on their own, it'll just be something that we already do as a family. And so it's something like you were saying with the Bob stroller. So even if your kids are not old enough to participate, just bringing them along, will get them prepped. So you'll get out get some exercise. And then when they're old enough to bike, to hike, whatever it is, they get to join in too.
1: Exactly. And I mean, our son sees us. It's like, okay, dad's going for a run. And I remember a few months ago, he was like, well, can we all go for a family run? You know? So we're like, sure. So we took him up to the track. Let me tell you, it did not go well. He was like, why not? (laughs) He's like, this was a bad idea. Um, but it did plant that seed like, Oh, mom and dad go running. I might want to go running, right? And so we tried it out. We haven't done it since then, but you know what they see, what be- it becomes just a part of your family's identity, right? We are a family that moves. We are a family that eats well, that type of a thing.
0: Yeah, and I always say your kids never do what you tell them to do. They do what they see you do. So if their little want-
1: eyes. Yeah, if yes. you
0: want them to be healthy, you also have to model that for them and not just tell them what to do, which I yes. think also like, I would love to hear you talking about how to talk w- about our bodies in front of kids and food with kids, because you brought something up. I didn't even think of that uh, about boys, that even with boys, we have to be careful about how we talk in front of them.
1: Yeah, definitely. So um I was really, really scared to get pregnant one because I hadn't fully yet healed my eating disorder, right? Like it was better, but there were still parts of it that were still there that would get triggered. Um, and so being pregnant was a whole letting go of, being able to try to control your body. Right. Um, because your body is supposed to be getting better. You have to eat because you have to fuel what you're growing inside of you. And, you know, when I was pregnant, it was like, I need to make a conscious effort to watch my words. Right. Um, and I was so happy when I found out that we were having a boy because I was like, oh, great. I won't, I won't affect him in the same way I would affect a a girl. Right. Like I won't be able to do that to him. Well, like we were saying little eyes, right. They little eyes, little ears, they see and hear everything. And I think And I think this goes into society as well, that men don't have these issues. And the more and more I talk about them, I've had men come forward and be like, I've struggled with these whole things my whole life. Thank you for talking about them. Um, And we have to remember our little boys, they're hearing all of this too, um, because, you know, I'm working with clients with nutrition because my son sees me training clients. Um, He'll ask me, mom, what's a calorie mom? is this healthy is this not healthy right so he's watching absorbing every every little thing um he'll ask about his body even at 7 right and i've made a very 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 strong attempt to like not comment on my body in front of him but i think we all slip up from time to times so we have bad days we make a comment we make a face at ourselves right so they see things um But yeah, whether you have a boy or a girl, our, our words really matter. And, um, I read something somewhere or somebody saw it and they said they will never not let their child take a picture of them or ever say anything bad about the picture that's taken of them in front of their child. And I thought that is so important, you know, because we're always taking pictures of our kids. So if they want to take a picture of us, never to be like, oh, mommy, mommy doesn't look good enough today to take a picture of, right? It's always, nope. I smile, we take a picture, and there's no comment about it. Um, and then when it comes to talking about food, you know, he has asked, like, which I think is important. What's a calorie? What's is this fat? Is this protein? Um, so part of it, you're getting to educate them, right? Yeah, buddy, calories are energy and they nourish us. And sometimes we eat ice cream and sometimes we eat salads. A lot of times we have both, but we also make a very big, um, we're very big on all foods in our house at all time. There's no off limit foods, you know, and that's something that came with my healing journey. Like I wouldn't have certain things in the house and, the more i found for me that i didn't have them around the more in secret than i would binge on them um but yeah just kind of making it a topic if he asks mom am i skinny buddy you have a body we all have bodies and it's going to fluctuate so knowing that his worth isn't tied to him you know being bigger being smaller and just explaining like everybody has different bodies And just because somebody's body looks one way and another body looks a different way, doesn't mean that one body is better than another. So, I mean, we have adult conversations with him. We don't really sugarcoat much with him, but we are careful with our words around him because they catch onto it. You don't even have to have words. You can just have an attitude sometimes.
0: (laughs) Well, I love that. Thanks for sharing that. That's something because my oldest is two and a half. Like, I just didn't really think about it. I have thought of, so I've been having a lot of digestive issues and been trying to kind of figure all that out. And he has, even at two and a half has started to ask questions. Like this morning I had to take uh, a couple pills that I take to kind of help heal my um, sebo that's going on. And he was like, he's like, I want one. And I said, no, this is mommy's medicine. He was like, what? I want one. So then I, I started to explain it to him. Well, mommy needs this for her tummy because I don't, I was like, I don't poop well. I was like, you <laughs> don't need it because you poop. <laughs> you poop yep. well. And he started laughing and it, it seemed like he kind of understood when I explained it that way. And so I'm realizing that I'm probably going to have to really figure out how to explain even though it's not a diet per se for weight loss, it's still a diet as in a different way of eating and trying to explain it to him. So he also, cause I think you can even that way get a distorted view on food, even if it's for
1: like healing purposes. Right. Yeah. Like, why aren't you eating the same thing mm. as the rest of us type of a thing? Yeah. My son asked me the other day, mom, you should, why aren't you eating breakfast when I eat breakfast? Like you need to be eating breakfast. And I was like, yeah, good point. I normally drink my cough on my matcha. I have switched to matcha. Cause I was like the anxiety that coffee gives me. And I didn't think it was tied to just one cup. Like I've seen an enormous difference, but that's a side note. Um, so before he leaves, right. He only sees me drink my matcha. And so he's like, why don't you eat breakfast? And I was like, I do eat breakfast but I'm not hungry right when I'm waking up. And since I stay at home, I actually eat breakfast a little bit after you leave, right? So that he knows my schedule is just a little bit different. I'm still eating breakfast. It's just not right when he's eating it. But it, you know, if you're skipping meals, that sort of thing, if you're always eating something different, they notice it. And sometimes it is like we have things going on within our gut and there's a reason and kids are smart right? So I think explaining to them it, right? Like, hopefully you won't have this issue. It's not fun. I'd rather be eating what you're eating, but we're trying to figure out things for mom right now type of a deal. Um, but I've had clients and they're, you know, making themselves different things where they won't touch the regular pasta noodles. They'll only, you know, they won't have the pasta and it's like, all right we are setting examples, right? If we're scared to eat pasta, what is that telling our kids? And it sets up this food relationship that I think a lot of us have issues with some go to extremes, but because diet culture is all around us, it makes sense that we think, oh yeah. And especially if you're in, I need to lose weight type of a mindset, it's all around, well, I can't have the pasta. I'm trying to lose weight. Right. Mm-hmm type of a deal. Um, and it just sets them up to have distorted views about food as well, instead of seeing it as just energy mm-hmm. for themselves
0: and listening to their body. So yes, one way too, is I think about my toddler eats so much rice. Like when we have rice with dinner, he'll eat probably like equivalent of two cups and there's no way I could eat that much. So my thought is, if you ever ask, I'd probably just tell them like my body doesn't need as much rice as yours does. So this is how much I want to eat sort of thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that, rem- um, reminds me like some of us grew up with parents telling us to clean our plate. Right. And so we can tend to overeat because we can't leave a plate with food, especially if we go out to a restaurant and we're paying for food, like ugh, can't like not eat the food. Oh yeah. (laughs) Right. And so, you know, even making comments, like if they're not hungry that day, i would be like, okay, that's fine. We'll save it. I know my son was like, but I don't want, like, I don't want to waste food. And we've never been like a clean plate. Like you have to clean your plate to get up from the table. Um, But I was like, buddy, you listen to your body. When your body tells you you're done, when you're feeling full, then it's fine. It's okay that you took seconds and you can't eat it all. It's no big deal. We can save it. We've got more, you know, so reassuring them that it's okay to listen to their bodies.
0: Yeah. That's so important, especially for us as parents too. Cause you're right. There's, I feel like so many of us, our generation was like the clean plate club and making sure we don't pass that on to the next generation and working through it ourselves.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I remember my mom, like certain, like a certain weight number. And I won't say the number, cause I know numbers can be triggering for people, but like, so in my head, I've had this number that if I'm over this number, right, like that's not a good thing. So it, it, if we can just be even just 1% better than what was modeled for us, um, then I think we're doing okay. Right. And then if we can yes. do any better than 1%, then we're doing amazing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, any
0: last tips or things you want to share with the moms listening?
1: Yeah, I think for moms, a lot of times our time, right? We're, we're super busy. We feel super stressed. Sometimes we feel even guilty if we take time away from the family to do things like work out. And I just want to tell the moms out there that taking time for yourself is the furthest thing away from being selfish. When your kiddos see you heading out to a workout it is teaching them to set boundaries. It's teaching them to take time for themselves and to be their own independent person. Like, yes, you're a mom, but you are still you first. So don't leave yourself in the dust with any, with any of that. And, um, I know we're running short on time, but just, if something is important to us, we make the time because we're never going to find the time. There's always going to be something else to grab our time. And I'll share this quick little analogy, but, and you may have heard it before, but if we have a Mason jar and that jar is only so big. So the things we can do in a day can fill up that jar super quickly. So there's three things there's sand, right? Sand are it's everywhere, right? It's gets everywhere. It's all the little things that can be done on our phones, right? We're on our phones. It's the Instagram it's replying to DMS, but it's anything we can do. Like if we're walking down the street, we're on the phone that those are our sand, the sand in our lives. Right. And it's easily to be distracted because when sand gets everywhere, it itches like crazy. <laughs> um, and then the other thing we have in our lives are our pebbles, And that's things, it's bigger than sand, right? Um, Work, school, grocery shopping, like bigger things there, right? And then we have our rocks and our rocks are our health, our family, our relationships. So what most people do is they fill up their jar with sand and pebbles. And so when the time comes to put in your rocks, there's no space for them. So what we need to start doing is scheduling our time to where our rocks come first, then our pebbles, and then the sand fills it all in. So figuring out what your rocks are for you. And if your health is a rock, which I think for most of us is exercise falls into that food falls into that. And so if you need to get out a piece of paper, get out a Google calendar and start scheduling the time, it's going to make you a better person, which makes you a better parent And that's my like, guess, last takeaway for the moms out there.
0: Oh, I love that analogy. And I'll add to, you know, postpartum with my second, I literally for about six months did 10, 15 minute workouts on YouTube. So don't have to leave the house. Don't have to get dressed. And it's very little time out of your day.
1: Exactly. And even like five squats is better than no squats. A five minute walk is better than no walk. So we get into this all or nothing. It has to be an hour. It has to be this. It can be spread throughout th- your day. It can be tiny, start small, build onto it. Um, but yeah, you have to, you have to take care of you. And I think, unfortunately, a lot of women forget that in this thing called motherhood. And I think there's space for you and there's space for your kids and we can make that time for ourselves.
0: Yes, totally. Where, what do you have going on? Where can people find you?
1: Yeah. So, um, I'm on Instagram at it's Angela bull I'm sure you'll get the spelling down there for people. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I do one-on-one personal training and nutrition coaching and I'm got a group program in the works. So more info coming out on that soon. And then I also, you know, for the moms that are busy and want to do workouts on their time, I have a subscription called Ange on demand and all of that's linked in my Instagram. So yeah. And I'll add the links to that in the show notes too. Amazing.
0: Well, thank you so much for joining us today and the everyone listening. If you love this, please let Angela know. And you can either tag her or tag me and I'll tag her. Let us know what your biggest takeaway was today. We would love to hear it.
1: Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Thank you everyone for listening.